Gabby Pastor loved her job as a teacher, but when a tour guide on a Nepalese hiking trip asked her to write the copy for his tour website, and she did, and she loved doing it, she thought maybe others could use my services too. With zero experience in business or networking or client development, she's now the owner of a very successful copywriting business and she sets her own hours. She works with who she wants, when she wants, and she's never looked back. In this podcast, I talked to Gabby about how she transitioned from being a teacher to being a full-time freelance copywriter, the steps she took to make it happen, the mistakes she made, and the lessons she's learned along the way. Hello there, I'm Bernadette Schwert. I'm the founder of the Australian School of Copywriting and the head copywriting tutor at the Australian Writers' Centre. I train people like Gabby to help them find the passion within to gain the skills they need to become successful copywriters and to help them find the confidence to make the change. Here's a review from a recent student, Karen. I did Bernadette's course and I hadn't even finished it and I'd found a paying client. I now write copy for a leading SEO agency. I have a portfolio of material and I'm working with world-class clients, and I feel so excited to have finally found the job that suits my unique talents. Thank you, Bernadette, for helping me find the job of my dreams. Well, you can find out more about the job of your dreams by enrolling in a short course. Just check out writerscenter.com.au forward slash essentials. And by the way, if you like this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And now let's hear from my very special guest and former student, Gabby Pastor. Welcome to the podcast, Gabby. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Gabby, I'm interested in your story because you've been a teacher. We'll talk more about that in a moment, but you've transitioned into copywriting and have been very successful in a very short space of time. So we're going to unpack how that all happened. But what I'm, I'd like to talk about first up is, when was the moment when you cottoned on to copywriting? What was the moment where you discovered, wow, somebody actually needs this? That's a really good question. Well, I've always been interested in writing. So <clears throat> I was always really interested in sort of, you know, any forms of creative writing. And I sort of started doing some writing courses about six years ago. and. I was on a solo trip to Nepal a few years ago and I met this lovely Nepalese um, guide. So he was kind of guiding me up through the mountains and we just got along really well and he said to me, oh, you know, I, I really want to, this is my business, you know, this is what I do full time and I just don't, I don't really know, I, I want to get a website but I don't know how to go about it and I sort of thought, oh, you know, this is something I could help him with because I think his main sort of um, hurdle was the English language. And because I was already an English teacher, I, you know, I, I always love helping people in that regard anyway. So I sort of, um, yeah, it was, it was great. I, I helped him write the website and, you know, after after having been in the Himalayas for a week, it was just, it was just such a great experience to be able to, um, you know, really describe what he what he did for a living and what what sort of benefits, um, you know, what because copywriting is obviously a lot about what benefit 
a service greens to someone. And after having experienced it myself, it was just a great, you know, experience to be able to write that for him and know that that was also helping his business. So that was kind of the moment where I went, this is, this is really cool. I, I really like the fact that my writing, you know, is helping someone else's business. I think it's interesting, Gabby, where a lot of students I talk to, a lot of just copywriters in general, they often have this serendipitous moment where they help someone and then they realise and that light bulb moment goes and they go, maybe I could do this. And and I had a very similar experience in the very early stages of my copywriting career back, I'm talking decades ago. I was living in America and I was in a hairdressing salon in San Francisco and uh, this man who owned the salon had put out this new um, hairdressing, um, you know, shampoo, and he didn't have a name for it. He didn't have any copy for the back of the bottle. And he, yeah. and he said, and I said, oh, I can help you write that. I just sort of, I wasn't even a copywriter at the time. I'd done my marketing degree, but I wasn't like a copywriter. And so I started writing the copy for him and he gave me all this free product. And that was for me, my little moment of, wow, this is fun. You know, just coming up with ideas and, and helping somebody build their business. And that, and I think that's what's at the base of a lot of good copywriters is a real desire to help. But you had a second experience, didn't you, in terms of, where you actually got paid for it without even uh, seeking payment. How did that experience unfold? Yeah, that's right. So uh, a friend of mine who lives in Townsville, she, uh, we actually lived in London together many moons ago. And so I went up to visit her a few years ago and her husband is a financial advisor. And he sort of said, oh, you know, um, we've been working on our website and, we just need, um, you know, maybe some some tips and maybe a bit of proofreading. And I sort of put my hand up and I went, oh, I can do that because I'm thinking of, you know, eventually branching out and and doing doing some copywriting and content writing. Um, but at, at the time it was sort of a just a bit of a side hustle idea. And and um, yeah, so and and again, it was kind of it was really interesting for me because I had to then go and learn a lot about finance terms that you know I was quite unfamiliar with, and I just loved that experience as well. And I was sort of happy to help a friend. And um, Money Over Fifty is is their name, and I just got an email, you know, the next day saying, "Oh, you know, we'd love to be your first paying client." and I was like, wow, that's that's incredible. Like I was just really, you know, honoured, I guess. And, yeah, four or five years down the track, they're still one of my clients. So, yeah, that, that was really, you know, I think one of those defining moments that that you just you don't forget. Um, so, yeah, that, that, was, that was a great experience. And, you know, I've learnt a lot financially as well through them and, um, they're, they're now our, our financial advisors. So <laughs> it's come yeah. full circle. But isn't that great about copywriting? And, and of course, I would say this because I'm a copywriter, but it's, <laughs> it's, it pays you to learn. You know, that to me is the greatest gift of copywriting is that I, if I'm interested in something, like you with your Nepalese trip, you did that out of the joy of your own heart, but you ended up working with this person and there's no reason why you couldn't foreseeably write copy for another trekking company if you chose to. But I think that's what... I like is you're able to follow your own line of inquiry and passion and make money from it. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, it's just been, I've worked in so many different industries just, just in this one year. 
um, you know, I through that through that first financial advisor job, I ended up getting another five or six financial advisor clients, and I did all of their websites. And you know, I then I've worked in construction and I've worked in um, you know skincare products and animals and um, you know, it's just it's it's great. Like I'm I'm always baffled at you know how much you learn because obviously you've got to do a lot of research before you can you know write write good copy and oh it's great i love it i love the flexibility of you know one day you're working in finance and then the next day you're working um you know i'm doing a cancer charity website at the moment so it's just a really big you know mm. big range of of things so i think what it also uh, demonstrates to gabby is and I've said this many times in my training, but there's a world within worlds. You know, you could look at any product out there and you might not have had any interest in it, let's say construction or, I don't know, you know, computers or whatever, but suddenly you've, you've got a client and suddenly you've got to become an expert quite quickly and then you realise there's a whole world here. You know, there's a supply chain. And uh, and I think it gives you an appreciation of people's lives, you know, that there's, they're complex and what they do in jobs is complex and it's not just, a, you know, a simple thing. Have you found that in terms of your just your empathy for people increases? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think the other thing that I've found is that because people often say to me, oh, you know, but how do you write about an industry that you know nothing about? And it's a really valid question, I think. Um, and I guess for me it's about it's about getting the brief right so making sure that you making sure that you know exactly what the people want and exactly what you know what what's that piece of writing intended to do you know who's the audience what's the purpose um you know and then on top of finding out about the business or the industry or what you know whatever it is that you're doing um so i think it's i think it's a lot about you know, putting in putting in the groundwork before you actually sit down to do the writing. Oh, definitely. And Gabby, do you think the courses you've done in copywriting, how have they impacted you? Because you, would you have known about a brief before you started writing? I well, mean, to, just let me talk through, you know, what you've learned from your education and your courses that's enabled you to be where you are today. Yeah, look, so I've done a lot of courses. I've done um, in terms of copywriting, obviously I did your three courses on your website, which were all great. And what I think what I really loved about your courses is that it wasn't like there was a lot of information in there about writing and copywriting specifically, but there was also a lot of information about starting a business and, you know, because coming from being being a teacher for 13 years and then starting your own business as a freelance writer I mean they're worlds apart and you know so so the technical aspects of copywriting um I learned through many courses that I've done including yours and um through other writing centers as well across Australia and yeah so technical aspects of writing um how to start a business uh, different kinds of writing. So, you know, the difference between content writing and copywriting, ghostwriting. Um, and there's also lots of information about SEO, which I think 
you know, Google's algorithms, um, keywords, on and off page SEO. There's just so much in there that, you know, I knew nothing about. And I, and I think like you mentioned about the brief before, you know, there, there were so many at the start of the year when I, well, the end of last year when I started the business, I had a lot of, you know, fake it till you make it moments where I was in a meeting with a client and I was thinking, oh, God, I'm going to have to Google what that means later. <laughs> um, I didn't know how to take a brief properly. And so, yeah, certainly doing, doing um, you know, your courses helped me with that because it just kind of gave me a really clear understanding of, of exactly what you need to do and, you know, how to get, I guess how to how to interview and how to get information out of businesses, mm. um, you know, because because I mean they're the experts, right? They're the experts at what they do, and I think a lot of the time it's just getting that information, knowing what to ask, and trying to get trying to get the tone of voice that they're after. Um, so I think the courses helped with more than just the technical writing aspects, but yeah, also in, in taking a brief and, you know, invoicing and quoting and how to charge. Yeah, there's... Yeah, <laughs> I think you're quite right that, you know, as a teacher, you know, they're worlds apart. And and uh, I think people forget that copywriting is a business as well and that you, it's easy, not easy, but it's, able, you know, able to learn how to write. But the, it's everything around that that gets really tricky if you don't understand that. So maybe talk to me about your job as a teacher and what uh, led you into teaching English as a second language because that's what you did for a number of years and, of course, that then led to the copywriting. So maybe just talk us through that that background as a teacher and uh, why you've moved into copywriting. Yeah, so I I actually love teaching. I always have and, I, you know, there's a part of me that thinks that I, I want to keep my foot in the door there as well just because particularly the teaching English as a second language to, you know, newly arrived migrants and refugees, I just, I really loved it. And I think it actually, it's funny, it took me, it took me a while to realise, but one of the reasons that I loved it so much was my own experience as an immigrant. So we, we moved to Australia when I was six and I remember the feeling of being in the classroom and not understanding a single thing. And, you know, I had, there was one teacher there who was just a gem and, and you know, I, I remember her very fondly, but there were others that kind of just expected you to carry on and, you know, write a story. And I was thinking, I don't, don't even know how to say hello. Like I can't even say my name and, you know, that, that, and I mean, I guess in a way I was lucky because I was I was in kindergarten. So it's a lot harder for, for students who come over when they're in their teens. And so I guess there's that, you know, I, I can relate to what that feels like. I know how they feel. They're, they're trying to attend a school and learn a language and navigate living in a new country um, all at the same time. And you know, I think it's hard enough being a teenager teenager as it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, I think, you know, I think you touched on it before when you said that copywriting 
being being a copywriting um, business, a lot of what you do is help other businesses to sort of articulate to to kind of be their best selves, I guess, because you know they're they're good at what they do. They're maybe experts in their field, but they wouldn't have the first clue well, how to write a blog or you know what mm. do I put on my website or you know. Mm. So I think that's. I think people have a lot of a lot of difficulties with, um, you know, knowing knowing what to write, knowing how to express what they do, and and sometimes it's a time issue too. Like sometimes I find that people just need to outsource, you know, some of some of their work because they've just got so much going on with their own daily lives and their businesses that. Yeah, they, they just need someone to sort of do all those things for them. Absolutely. And and I think that I talk a lot about that in, in the training too, that uh, this perception we have that we're selling ourselves or, we, you know, we're pushing ourselves on a client when in reality we are serving them, especially if it's done with the right intent and the right mentality, that we are here to help. And that, um, as you say, to be the best version of themselves. And often they're not the people to do that. Uh, firstly, because they're too close to the business, but secondly, because they may not be able to write that well, not have an interest in it. Um, and it's not something everyone can do. And I think that's another thing I, I like to point out to my students is that if you can string a sentence together just because you find that easy or pleasurable or, you know, satisfying, it's not something everyone can do. And that needs to be valued. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, one of the first um, you know, I mean, you talk about imposter syndrome in your course as well, and I definitely had that at the beginning. I, I have it now. I think everyone does. But I had a conversation with a friend once, and I just said to him, I love copywriting and I love my business, but I really, really, I just really struggle with selling myself. And he said, well, don't don't look at it as selling yourself because you're not, that's not really what you're doing. You're actually providing a very useful service for somebody else. So it's a two-way street. You know, it's not just, hey, hire me and pay me X amount of money, but you're actually helping that business. And I think when you think about it that way, it sort of helps because you realise that they need you as well as you needing them. Mm. Yeah, but you've had a lot of success early on in your business and I'm really interested in how you did that and I think people listening would like to know what are the the actions or the tasks that you implemented early on um, and you've mentioned one of them already that you asked for the business you know with the friends of yours uh, with the financial business you said let me help you and mm. let me just proofread a very genuine request and a desire to help but as as you've moved on from the um, language because of COVID and the numbers went down at the school you sort of set up your business just talk us through some of the the tactics or little things that you've done that have made a difference in your business? Yeah, good question. So the beginning was interestingly easier for me than the middle of this year, which I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but at the start I got a lot of word-by-mouth referrals, um, word-of-mouth I should say. So I sort of had, you know, I had that kind of pool of financial advisors that, you know, referred me to each other and um, I had a lot of friends asking me to do work for them and then friends of friends asking me to do work for them 
And I think I kind of, I was almost a bit smug about it at the start because when people said, oh, how do you, you know, how do you advertise or how do you get your work? I was like, oh, I, I don't. It's just all, you know, people referring me to other people and it's great. But then that kind of stopped eventually. And, you know, I, I think it's just the nature of freelancing is the work's up and down. So some weeks are just really busy and then other weeks you're thinking, oh, you know, gosh, I do need to, to get some more work. So I think one of the best things that I did was connecting with, so thinking about which businesses or which professionals would already have clients that I could work with. So I sort of met some graphic designers and web developers and, you know, because often when people think, oh, I, I need a website, they might Google, you know, find themselves a, a web designer, but they don't think about the content. And so I know a lot of graphic designers that sort of struggle with, you know, business owners that just sort of go, oh, I want someone to build me a website, but I'm going to do all the content. And then the, the content's, you know, pretty, pretty average. And so the graphic designers often say, oh, I, I know a copywriter, you know, I'll put you in touch. So any, anyone like that, anyone, you know, in a, in a related field, um, that's sort of how I've been getting work since then. And, you know, obviously there's still, there's still referrals happening as well. Um, but it's, I think it's just good to have a few different backups. and. I can't remember the, the lady's name, but you interviewed, oh, Vicky, Vicky Ann. Mm -hmm. You interviewed her in one of your podcasts and she, um, they run an agency that, that hire freelance copywriters. So I know there's loads of agencies like that too who are always, um, I've been contacted by agencies who've said, um, you know, we've got a bit of extra work this month. Have you got, have you got the time to do it? So I think that's probably the, the best way to go. And then obviously just, just your, your standard networking, um, meeting people at events and hmm. talking, talking about what you do. And, you know, people down the track will often contact me and say, oh, I met you six months ago. I don't know if you remember me, but I was wondering if you could do X. That's lovely. Very memorable, Gabby. Um, let me ask this question because I, I reckon people might be asking it themselves. What do you do when you meet someone? What is that actual script that you use when you are doing that cold calling or that first time networking, or you've met that graphic designer for the first time? I'd really love to hear how you pitch yourself because I think that that would be valuable for other people to know how they do it because I think a lot of people struggle with that sort of initial pitch. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because at the beginning I was a bit like, oh, you know, I do a bit of this, I do a bit of that. <laughs> um, but I think the more you do it, the, the you know, the more practice you get, the better. And I usually say that I help other business owners by doing things like copywriting for their websites, by writing blogs, by writing content, by helping them with SEO. Um, and then also say what that actually does. So you might say something like, um, you know, which will help them get more clients or which will help them get more work or um, which will help them to articulate 
better what what they do. So, so your classic feature benefit, isn't it? You're selling yourself using the copywriting yep. techniques. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I and I find too that you know I mean copywriting is obviously the the main thing that I do, but there's so many other bits and pieces that I get. I get a lot of proofreading work. I get a lot of um, you know, can you can you fix up my CV? Um, there's a lot of things like that. And I think the more of those things that you can do and the more of those things that you mention, and it might not be specifically copywriting, because obviously copywriting is, you know, words to sell. Um, but I think the more of those things that you mention, the more people might think of you when down the track when they go, oh, you know, it'd be great to have a few blogs for my website or it would be nice to get someone to, to you know, edit my CV. Because um, I, I find that often, you know, if you just say you're a writer, that, that could, you know, encompass a whole range of things. And not many people actually know what a copywriter does. So it is really important, I think, that, that you're pretty explicit with explaining what you do initially. Mm. Um, because it kind of gets people thinking, I guess. It does definitely, and they often say, "Oh, I didn't know people did that. I had no idea." You know, it, it's uh, the specificity that you're talking about is what resonates mm. with them. And I'm just also interested, Gabby, about if you had your time over, even though you haven't been doing it a long time, but what would you do differently if you were waving your magic wand over your career again in terms of the copywriting? Anything? Oh, that's that's such a good question. Um, I would totally pay somebody to make my website for me because that has just been, <laughs> I don't recommend that to anybody who, if you know, if you haven't got experience in making websites, um, I, I just, you know, I, I'm pretty good with technology, but that was just the one thing that I just wish at the beginning I had forked out for it it's still terrible. <laughs> and, you know, but it's one of those things where it's like, I spend all my time doing other people's websites and other people's blogs and other people's social media. And at times, you know, your own kind of gets left behind. And I'm at the stage now where I've actually just um, asked a graphic designer who's a friend of mine, I've just said, can you just, please, can you just do it? Because I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I've wasted so much time doing it because I just, I sort of had in my head at the beginning that, you know, this is my business and I want to do it from scratch and I just want to do everything, you know, that's related to it. And which is great in many ways because you, you get that sense of satisfaction of, you know, I've done everything for this from the start and, all of the success and all of the the work and the clients, it's all my doing and that's great. But I think if you can outsource, if you if you can afford to outsource things like that, I would say it's it's worth investing in the business at the beginning. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's worth it. It's worth it to look professional, um, and it's worth it because then. That's, you know, it, it leaves you time to do what you actually do, which is copywriting. Yeah. What, what else would you do differently? Um, 
I probably would have started networking a little bit earlier. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm doing a fair bit of that now, but I think at the beginning I relied a lot on referrals and people coming to me. And I think if I'd been a little more proactive at the start, um, I think I would have put a bit more effort maybe into into getting some clients on retainers, so getting some longer-term clients because I have done a lot of one-offs. I've, I've got quite a few clients on retainers now, but at the start I was doing a lot of one-off jobs. And, you know, at the start you think, oh, this is great, I'm getting all this work and it is great, but all those one-offs, you know, there's ways that you can that you can, you know, turn them into retainers or turn them into clients that keep coming back. So, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a learning curve too and I think I've really enjoyed that in a way, um, doing it all myself and, and, you know, feeling like, okay, well, I've done this this time and next time I might do it a little bit differently. Yeah, it's a brilliant attitude, you know, just to acknowledge that what you've done has led you to where you are. And if you were to do it again, you'd do these things differently. And um, I've got a couple of questions that, because I'm with you about the website. I think that is a bit of an own goal where I have a lot of students say, oh, I want to build my own website. And I go, well, you know, if you're prepared to spend a number of hours and a lot of hiccups, uh, go for it. Because if you think that's going to be something you could offer, brilliant. Like if you can offer website development and copy, what a gift. Mm-hmm. But if you get stuck on the first lost password, you know, you're going to be stumbling around. And I've seen this happen so many times that students just abandon potentially like their whole copywriting business because they can't get past those first few stages of building a website and it, they just get absorbed with it. And I think to spend whatever that fee is, you could make that back in one or two jobs. Mm-hmm. And I think having that mindset of, as you said, invest in the business, it is a business. And if you think about buying any other business, be it a shop, franchise you know you're up for tens and tens of thousands of dollars and yet there's very few sort of the cost to entry in in copywriting which i think is another really lovely aspect of it so um in in terms of the networking i'm wondering what kind of networking do you do how do you choose your events how do you pick the um you know the the right places to go to yeah that's a good question and i think it's probably been more tricky during covid um, because obviously there's not been a lot of face-to-face events, but um, I think LinkedIn is a really good one. So I really like LinkedIn. I think you know it's it's a it's a really good way to um, to to you know meet other copywriters and meet meet graphic designers and anyone who's sort of anyone in marketing. Um, so you know, anytime I listen to a podcast, that's on on writing or copywriting um i find the person on on linkedin and i actually write them a message and i think i've actually written to every single person who's been on your podcast because i've just gone hey i really loved what you know what you had to say in copywriting and you know it might not be for a very long time but you know they might remember you they might refer you to someone I've had other copywriters actually contact me and say, um, you know, I'm I'm closing my business or I'm going on mat leave. Do you think you can maybe take on these clients? 
Um, so yeah, I, I think I think LinkedIn is a really good one, and even even just you know when you when you're at a party or meeting a new new group of people, I, I'm just always really interested in hearing what they do for work because you just never know. You just never know, you know, who's they might be in a conversation the following week and someone will say, oh, you know, wish we had a professional writer for this and and then you're at the forefront of their mind. So I think really just in just in general social situations as well. Yeah. Um, and I do I, I go to a lot of writing courses, you know, whether they're online or, or in person. Um, and they're always a really good good way to meet meet other writers, um, conferences, and but again, you know, during COVID, it's been it's been a pretty pretty quiet time for those things. But yeah, I really like your your tactics or strategy on LinkedIn. And I know you don't think of it as a strategy, but the fact that you just listen to a podcast and you genuinely go, "That was interesting," I'm going to reach out to that person and say thank you, because with LinkedIn, I know a lot of people are quite terrified of selling themselves on LinkedIn and it is not meant to be a selling platform. You know, it's, it's an information platform. It's an exchange sharing, et cetera. So I think the way you do it is, is really elegant um, and it just gets the conversation started. And that's what you want with LinkedIn, isn't it? It's just to get that um, rapport building. So I think that's a really nice um, technique. And I also think the, having your, I call it the antenna up your marketing antenna, just being on, uh, when you're out and about and being genuinely interested in people and asking what they do. And and then when they ask you what you do, you try and sort of tailor it a little bit based on what they've told you because mm. that, that selling opportunity or serving opportunity is there. So, Gabby, just to wrap up, I'm fascinated with the way you've just seems it feels like it's been quite easy for you and it may not have been, but the way you've gone about it, it feels um, you've just put one foot in front of the other and just kept going. I, I love that. I just really admire what you've done in such a short time. And you've just taken on all the principles, you know, that I hopefully have taught you, but also the other things that you've learned from other people. So just congratulations, really, on, on what you've achieved. And if you were to sort of advise anyone on who's thinking about becoming a copywriter, what would you say is the sort of the aspects of the lifestyle that you really enjoy? Oh, there's there's loads. Um, I think the flexibility of, you know, the hours that you work, because um, really, unless you've got meetings, you can really work any time that you like. And I'm a morning person, so I'm often up at six or seven, and you know, I might I might do a bit of work in the morning and then go to the gym at lunchtime. Um, so there's sort of things that you can do during the day that you wouldn't normally be able to do. Um, you know, at the moment we're actually fostering a dog and that's something that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was working full time. Um, and just being able to work with so many different industries and, and meeting lots of new people. I just, I love it. It's great. Um, but, yeah, it's just one more thing to add is that I kind of see running a business as, you know, you, you sort of see the tip of the iceberg with other people's businesses. So I think, you know, you there is a lot of work that goes into it, I think. So I think what people see is really a tiny portion of how much work actually goes into running a business. I, I just... You know, but it's been a great experience and I've really loved it. And 
I think anyone who's wanting wanting to start their own business in copywriting, I think just go for it. Um, be prepared to put in the work and the money. Um, but again, as you said, it's not, you know, it's probably one of the cheaper businesses to set up. Um, and just, yeah, talk talk to people and ask them about their experiences and, and how they got started and be a reader because I think to be a good writer, you've got to be, You've got to be a wide reader as well. What a fantastic way to finish the podcast about writing. Thank you, Gabby. And do Bernadette's courses because they're great. <laughs> I didn't pay you to say that, right? You didn't pay me to <laughs> just, say just, that. Just, just <laughs> make that really clear. There was no money that changed hands for you to say that. <laughs> no money exchanged hands. <laughs> oh, awesome, Gabby. Lovely to talk to you and congratulations and good luck with everything that comes your way. It's well-deserved. Thank you. Thanks, Bernadette. Thanks for having me. If you're keen to transition from one career to another and find a side hustle that inspires you, check out our copywriting courses and discover, as Gabby did, that creating a copywriting career is well within reach of anyone. And if you'd like to learn more about how you can become a successful copywriter and join a community of other copywriters, how you can get upskilled, find work opportunities and more, take a look at copyclub.com.au. We're Australia's newest and most exciting copywriting community. As always, I'll leave you with a joke and a quote of the day. And here's my quote, very apt for those beginning a new journey like copywriting. Don't give up. The beginning is always the hardest. And my joke of the day, I used to have an origami business. It didn't go so well it folded. Thank you. All the best and take care. And if you like this podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All the best. Bye-bye.